Well, this is an honor to finish off my Good Company Correspondent segments with an incredible guest. Now, I've known about her even before she stepped into this role as president and CEO of Compassion Canada as as Barry was exiting a lot of conversation about this Allison Alley and just kind of the incredible person that she is. And now seeing her in this role, uh, it's an honor to have another conversation with her. So, Allison, how are you doing? Oh, Holly, thank you so much for the warm welcome. I am doing well, and it's wonderful to be with you again. Well, it's always a pleasure to chat with you because, you know, it's just so wonderful to know that even though we live here in Canada and we face our own situations, we don't, there's there's realistic and tangible ways for us also to help people around the world, specifically children. Yeah, exactly. And um, I'm so grateful for you extending the invitation to be here to do exactly that, because I will tell you, the needs are great and they are complex right now, for sure. Yeah, very complex. And I know we're heading into the end of a year and a lot of people really feeling the generosity of this season. Also, those who are feeling a little bit in a slump, we encourage our um, Living Joyfully newsletter subscribers to see if there's different ways that would resonate with them to give back. And so we did encourage them to check out Compassion.ca forward slash joy to dive into the gifts of compassion. Allison, do you mind explaining to us a little bit about what is gifts of compassion? Yeah, sure thing. So uh, gifts of compassion, most simply, are gifts that meet the needs of real children, families, and communities experiencing poverty around the world. And so they provide things that promote holistic development of kids in poverty, whether it's you know education needs or health needs, having safe water to drink, food on their table, and income generation opportunities. And so these gifts range from you know $10, $50, all the way up to a few thousand dollars. And so ultimately at the holidays uh, and the Christmas season, in, we're encouraging people to add impact to their Christmas shopping instead of buying things that sometimes tend to collect dust on a shelf. Mm-hmm. Why not give a meaningful gift that we know will live uh, will leave a lasting impact? Yes, and almost creating a, a new legacy and sometimes a, a cycle breaker kind of moment for these families. Oh, for sure. It's amazing how one opportunity that may not have been there before can make the world of a difference. We know there's a lot of ways that we can support people and it can feel a little overwhelming. Like, where do we start? So I think my my question is, what are some of those most urgent needs that children in poverty around the world are facing and that are top of mind for you? So we can kind of focus in on the areas that we want to we want to give. You know, I would quickly highlight three things. Uh, The first would be education. So one of the things that we saw during the pandemic and the ripple effect of the pandemic was educational setbacks, we would call them. So kids who weren't able to attend school, uh, who fell behind and dropout rates, actually, particularly with girls. And so we have gifts targeting at the supporting kids in school and keeping kids in school. So that's the first. The second would be food security. So last year at this time, we were talking a lot about the urgent global food crisis. And that is still a pressing global need, even though it's not really dominating the headlines. And so we have gifts that help both food relief, which is you know ensuring food on the table today, and food resiliency to ensure that they have access to the food and nutrition they need over the long run. 
Um, and then the last that I would mention is child protection. And this one often goes under the radar, um, but it's actually a really big part of what we do as an organization because things like abuse and exploitation and trafficking simply increase in times of need. And so we offer all kinds of child protection work and workshops to ensure that we prevent these things before they happen. Mm, that's amazing. I love the preventative approach because... I just feel like it's so much easier to heal from the possibility of it happening than, oh, this has now actually happened to you. Mm -hmm. One phrase we use, Holly, in our organization is a fence at the top of the cliff of injustice and poverty uh, versus an ambulance at the bottom. So we do a lot of fence at the top work to prevent it before it happens. Wow. I love that so much. Um, you know, you talk about this holistic child development. So I would love for you to explain a little bit more about that. And then too, like already we're noticing that you have a very unique approach to child poverty. What, what makes Compassion's approach so unique? Yeah, sure. So um, you're right. I did use the term holistic child development. It sounds and, very and fancy. Was, <laughs> doesn't it? It's a very technical, sophisticated term. But, you know, really all it means, Holly, is that our programs are focused on long-term, locally-led, sustainable solutions that address the whole needs of a child. So we ensure that every aspect of their life is cared for and developed, whether it's physical, social, cognitive, or spiritual. And so why that's relevant to this conversation and our approach is that when you give a gift of compassion, it's not just a one-time parachute in donation, but rather you, this particular gift is delivered within the framework of Compassion's proven locally led long-term sustainable development program. Mm, amazing. And so this is such a unique uh, approach to taking a look at poverty, pertaining to children around the world. I'm just, I'm curious, why why be so unique in this approach? Oh, you know what? I mean, for us, we recognize that, um, oh, so many things. First of all, the mission of God and the mission of Jesus is holistic, caring for our whole self. And actually, we see modeled in Jesus, it says in Luke 2, 52, that Jesus grew in wisdom, in stature, in favor with God, and in favor with man, which is the physical, social, spiritual, and cognitive development framework. So we're following um, not just releasing kids from poverty in the name of Jesus, but in the way of Jesus. Hmm, that's so beautiful. Now, do you mind if I ask you kind of a hard question? <laughs> yeah, I'm here for it, for Amazing. sure. Amazing. Okay, because I know... <laughs> Some people might be listening, myself included, and I'm a big fan of Compassion Canada. I'm a sponsor as well. And so I, I truly believe in all the things that are happening internationally. But this particular season, we see a lot of these kinds of situations in our own backyard. I mean, we're feeling the effects of inflation. We talk about it here on Good Company. Um, the economic situation. We have questions and concerns about the children here. So... How can we respond to poverty around the world when we're seeing and feeling the pinch here? Yeah, that is um, an incredibly important and timely question. Um, and I'm glad you asked it because uh, we sit in this reality a lot, not just as leaders of this organization or as staff of the organization, but as 
citizens and humans and neighbors, right, who see and experience this need in our own backyard. And so I would just underscore and acknowledge that, yeah, the need is substantial um, in so many countries around the world, Canada included. And we actually just did some research with Angus Reid, and it said that 79% of Canadians would describe 2024 already as stressful um, in light of economic realities. And so what I would share sensitively But I would share this is that um, if we are feeling it here in Canada, then we know that people living in extreme poverty in places in the world or in communities around the world where there's less safety nets and less social supports, it means that they're feeling it even more. And that's not to diminish the impact on Canadians because that is real and true and God calls us to respond to the needs of our local neighbors. But it's simply to say that on the global scale, those living in extreme poverty, um, often on less than $2 US a day, are seeing um, the magnitude effects and the implication in ways that we're simply not, the average Canadian is not. So what we love about Gifts of Compassion is that it's versatile. We know that some people are simply not able to give. And of course, we understand and respect that. Uh, We know that there are many who can give a little, whether it's $10 or $20. And we know that there are others who are in a position to give even more. So no matter where you're at, whether you are not able to give financially, but you can pray for your local and global neighbors, or if you can, uh, you know, donate 10, 20, $30 or more, we know that every dollar donated God uses to impact lives. Mm-hmm. It's uh, an incredible thing to know that you can help people around the world and that the money is getting there and the, the support is getting there based on what Compassion Canada is doing. Um, giving also can help cure the blues. We talk about that in our, our newsletter, Living Joyfully. So if you've received it, the link for compassion.ca forward slash joy is right there. Um, how and like when can people be a part of the Gifts of Compassion? Like, is there a deadline? What, what are we looking at here? Yeah, um, if you are looking to get a tax receipt this year for your charitable giving, I would remind you that that deadline is coming up December 31st. So you will want to uh, respond uh, more quickly around that uh, deadline. But you can also give anytime um, now and in the season ahead as we enter the new year at compassion.ca slash joy. Amazing. Brilliant. Allison, thank you so much for spending time with us here on Good Company. It was a pleasure. Thank you, Holly. Again, it's Allison Alley, who is the president and CEO of Compassion Canada.